You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. Welcome to Lust for Life, everybody. America's number one podcast, as voted on by Canadians, hosted by Mad Dog Matter. James L. Matter filling in. Corning. <laughs> Corning. You know, Nick Vatterat shows that. At every, that's right, you brought that up. Every episode, Nick Vatterat's not there. But he has a different character he, he creates. Yeah, it's a character that he creates. Well, this is a real this is person. This not a character. This is not a character, but we have to ease into it. It's going to take a while to get new Do artwork. Do we need a new logo? Yeah. I think we'll get new, new artwork. What do you think about that? And I'm going to have them draw you on it as well. I think it's time. Oh, what do you think about that? Up to you. A promotion has just occurred <laughs> from a guy who's technically my boss. I promoted him. So uh, I'm looking at my main man, my brother, the great, the mighty, the, wow. the coffee, iced coffee and banana consuming. That's all you need in life. That's right. Benji Suswan, a.k.a. Ace Sweet 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 Wine, baby. Put those on the board, son. Always great being here, man. Amen, baby. That's how we do James, business. James. James. I got to say. You want to practice it? You know when you meet someone for the first time, you're supposed to like say their name so you, you got to get in that habit of what their name yes. is? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to do yeah. I got to redo it now. It's a second coming. Let me just say this. Um, This weekend when I it was performing, uh, it's very tough for people to ease into it. But uh, some people have been better about it. Uh, I have a buddy who wouldn't shut up with Mad Dog. And he's like, should I call you James? Yeah. And, and Dan was there for it. And he was like, Mad Dog, Mad Every two seconds, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. I'm like, it's not going to change if right. you say it a hundred <laughs> times in front of people. Shut the fuck up. Right. It was like Make watching the Titanic. Yeah, it, it was It was just an epic fail. Epic. It, and when, when actually James stopped acknowledging him, he kept on. And I, I give him spunk for that. He true. gave up. He had moxie. He had, he had moxie. He definitely was a true, true redhead. Uh, yes, I was laying <laughs> and I was laying down trying to rest before my gig and be calm. And he kept going, "Well, what if I give you this nickname, Man Who Lays Down? How about Man in this shirt? How about Man?" And I'm just like, "How about Man's gonna pop you in the fucking mouth? Just shut the fuck." And Dan know me for a minute. He just stared at me and he could just tell. It was like yeah, just it taking was, a lot of patience out of my it, boy. It, game time was over for that one. <laughs> game time. Yeah. Game time. Game time was over. Game time was over. But this game time's on. Um, sitting in with us two weeks in a row, making his third appearance, the great Jonathan Randall. Thanks, Randall. Hey, Dire Wolf again, James. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Came all the way out here for a second time. That's yeah, right. I don't mind. It's not that bad of a commute. <laughs> Representing Alaska with the Dire Wolf. Arr, on the shirt that you guys can't see. Maybe we should do a video podcast too, man. Who knows? I know. I didn't wear this shirt, so it couldn't be seen by anybody. Right. Damn it. Let's just let's nice just start shirt. over, man. Okay. <laughs> with us, our guest today, dear friend of mine. Uh, a guy I know, he bounces at another club. Um, maybe, maybe you can work a deal and get him here. I'm just playing. Uh, give up <laughs> for my main man, Dan. Come on, baby. Hey, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank Thanks you for, for being here, man. Uh, so this is an interesting episode. Um, I've been wanting since I started the podcast, which was about a year ago. We started yeah, this thing. Wow. Um, that I wanted to bring Dan in because he has amazing stories about bouncing and working the door at clubs for years in New York, which. Uh, I think any bouncer or doorman has stories and has seen things, but particularly in New York City, in particular in the last 20-plus years of doing it with pre-Giuliani and that, all kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's a new dynamic out there. Like, um, 
back in the days, it was pretty much felons that were working the door, working the door. Wow, you know, hustling online. It was uh, a lot of money to be made doing it. And how really? And now, now explain how you're making money. Well, you know, some people want to get into a certain establishment sure. with no problems. That might cost them a dub, you know, or even better, after forty dollars it's not a criminal investigation. So you usually hit people for fifty and better. Wait a minute. Okay. Whoa. So let's break this down. So you're saying that if I was to try and get into the club and I hand you twenty dollars, that is criminal. That's an insult. That's it. Okay. That's, that's, an insult. that's an insult. First and foremost. That's an insult. <laughs> but but we're gonna we the etiquette normally is you usually fold fifty or better, palm it, and then you split it with your team outside. And then you split it after uh, you get it with yeah. your boys. Split it with the team. So outside. end of the night, end of the night. Let's say how many guys typically work at and this is at good clubs. Let's just say like a downtown club, meatpacking district, or limelight. I got was one better. Around. I got Midtown. Okay. During Christmas, I made twenty three hundred dollars. That you split or. After the split. No, that, I, that was before the split. And the split, I didn't hit my people with because they acted funny with me. Mm. Your crew acted funny. Yeah. Funny. This is going to sound like a Goodfellas routine. Funny how? <laughs> funny ha-ha. They, they tried not to <laughs> let a couple of my guests in. That you uh, got your palm greased on. Yeah, they tried to double tap them. Double you know? tap? Yeah, the double tap is dirt. terrible. That's dirt. Yeah, yeah, that's dirty. Real dirty. You know, and also they... You know, it, it, it was just a, a, a hard communication night. Normally, those nights go smoother, but that night was exceptional. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so this is right around Christmas? Right around Christmas. And now you don't cut them in. You're going to walk away with 2300 2300 And it was a free party, invite only. Invite only. So you were getting people in who wow. shouldn't have. Right. Were you dealing drugs also? Oh, no, 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 no. No, sir. We, we do not do those things. We take those at home. Is there any type of involvement with the with the cops at all? Um, well, of course you gotta know who who's who in the area. And it was pretty much as long as you kept the place quiet, Mm -hmm. if there was anything funny going on, I mean certain officers took exception to it. Right. Other ones took tips. So Right. Oh, there was that also. It was it was some of it. It was some of it, yeah. Do the clubs care if you take money from the patrons to get in? Depending on the owner or the promoter. Depending. You know. Most of the times it was done in a way that no one knew about it and everybody outside that was working was doing it. I'm pretty much breaking the law right now. I should be wearing a mask. Well, we're not recording. Yeah, there's no video. Okay. Good, <laughs> if you good. want to change and your name no to Mad name. Dog, it's available right now. Yes, <laughs> I'm selling it off. We're selling the rights to on Mad eBay? Dog. On eBay? On eBay. Okay. I actually just I want to treat Mad Dog like Kiss. I want people to be doing it after me. So you just mm. have to wear the hat and the glasses, say baby and Bubba's a lot. And my dude, and you'll be in. That's it. And I'll just sit home collect checks. Um, <laughs> just like Kiss. Like the Groucho the, Marks. Like. The Groucho Man. Man, he should have marketed ground. That's another story another time. So we just say what's the percentage of the owners and the promoters that – is it more like a don't ask, don't tell? It's like they know it's, it's going on. It's pretty much pretty much it. Like, you know, certain spots you can do it, certain spots you can't, you know. Yeah. Like a, a lower-end club, no. No. No, no, it's not good because then you're taking away their money. But right. if you got a higher-end club, like those guys that – Let's say Studio 54, 
during his heyday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whew. Do they give you like uh, assignments? Like you need to let X amount of girls in or good looking girls. Oh, leave it well, up to you? of course, ladies, ladies, ladies Probably bring the men. Ladies bring the men, and um, the sad part about it is, is that most of the ladies shouldn't even be in there. Like nowadays, if I if I work a door, and they give me car blinds on it, yep. ugly women need not walk up. Wow, <laughs> straight wow. up. Now. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be ugly. No, but what's for, from your from your <laughs> perspective, what's the point? Yeah, you want people coming back to that club, well, you we, want high wanna, spenders coming to the club. We want we want to maintain an image of perfection. Mm-hmm. Even though perfection is a false concept, right. but we have to maintain the image of perfection. Book of Wolves need not apply. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a sad, attractively challenged people really don't get breaks in the high end clubs. And for the men, it's all about the money. For the men, it's all about the money. I once did a party at, uh, can I say a club name? Yeah. Sure. Okay, I'll say a club name. Lime, not Lime, Lime uh, Sound Factory. Sound Factory. And um, the certain, uh, I was guarding a strip club that was inside of the VIP. Oh, wow. And I was told that the person has to have an inch of money to get inside an of the inch VIP. Of money. An inch of money. <laughs> I've never heard money. I know. Did you have like a ruler? Like, sorry, didn't make the cut. It's only two centimeters. What if they're European? (laughs) What if they're European? Would it be two centimeters then? I get confused with the metric. You know, it was was awkward at first. But then once I got the gist of it, you know, pretty much you had to have at least two, two thousand. To get up in there. Wow. Oh, an inch of singles wouldn't cut it. An inch of singles would not. <laughs> You're out on you that just, shit. You just put the hundred on You're, the top. And, and I, I <laughs> asked, I asked the fan. You have to fan. I have to fan. So you, that was, uh, that's what was my next question. So someone goes, I want to get in to VIP. All right, and you, and what is your first response? Pull out your money. Yep. Yep. I have to see what you're working with, sir. And then you say that just like that. I gotta just see what like you're working that. with. I gotta see what you're working with. Now, sir. do people get pissy about that? People get pissy. They say who they are. And I say, well, if it was, if you were who you say you were, I would know who you are. <laughs> Therefore, <Sounds> like a <laughs> riddle. <laughs> your point is mute at this time. Please step away from the door and have a great night. Wow. Okay. So I guess the big thing with bouncers is that a lot of people think they're like kind of power hungry, right? That is an incorrect perception. So are you in the bouncing business? Because you like the money that you make and you like working at clubs or because you like having the power of saying who could get in? Well, well, to be honest, I'm a IT technician and I work on computers now and I've always worked on computers, but Renaissance I'm licensed man, my boy. to do it. But um, So you're a nerdy bouncer? Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? I'm beyond nerdy. I'm beyond nerdy. <laughs> I have like a Star Wars tattoo on me. <laughs> he'll, he'll cut shop with you with comic books too. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's more I, a Marvel guy. Yeah, I'm 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 in it, but uh, basically, the bouncers have a bad name from certain movies. Like most, when I was coming up in the bouncing game, the test was that they put you out in a bad club, and they start a fight, and you have to handle it by yourself. That's how that That's was like a, initiation. That was, that your, was your test. That was your test, and then you had to work your way to go outside. That was your NFL draft combine. Wow, that was your running the forty. So most of the bouncers that I know were very humble people. You know, they're not on the power hungry. They just want things to go smooth. And if you look like a person that wasn't going to comply to a party environment, then you wasn't going to be invited in. 
So, I mean, of course, there's a physical element to it, you know, but most most of the times, like, L.A. bounces are more on that, I want to be uh-huh. a, a butthead and, you know, you can't do it because I told you to. You know, all that, I don't put ego in the job, you know, and a lot of the people that I work with, and I've worked with pretty much the same people for over the 20 years, they are all the same way. You all end up, is it... I guess it's like any other job when you stay in the city, right? You make the rounds. Like comedians, right. we all, for the most part, know each other. Uh, yeah. The little experience I have in, in television, Jonathan, you, you, you've, you've been on, on, on the set. You could tell right away all those cats knew each other for years. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's all yeah. the cameramen and the grips and the producers and all that yeah. end up seeing each other. So the bouncing business is the same thing. It's the same thing. And actually, I, I've... I've kind of I kind of feel offended when I have to pull out money to pay to get in a club. Mm. Oh, it should be an honor that I'm one of you. That's right. Do you, do you do that? Do you be like I'm a bouncer? No, I don't. I don't walk up and introduce myself. Is there like a bouncer way. union or something? It, it, it's more on the lines of if you know if you know a person, you know, you know. Sometimes you might want to say, "Hey, I know this person," you know, and right. they say, "Oh, okay, yeah, good, come on in." But through through working, I get to meet everybody I want to go. Every club I want to go to, I get to meet the people. And that's it. And I don't really party that much anymore. I can't afford it. <laughs> Too big to get drunk. Yeah. Mm. Earlier you said that you wouldn't like let like ugly girls in, right? That's right. That's so, right. But you just said, you know, sometimes you don't like pulling out money. So do you ever not are not able to get into a place and then you feel bad maybe and you're like, oh, well, maybe when these other people try to get in, I should be a little looser, nicer? No. No, <laughs> not at all. Never. No, no. Business is business. That's my personal time. My personal okay. time is my choice to pull out to pay. You know, and I feel offended, yes, but feelings have nothing to do with business. So if I know if it's a person I'm meeting at a spot and they paid to get in, then, I'll, of course, I'll follow suit and pay. I won't be happy, but then again, who's happy in the world? <laughs> Would you not rather work at a club or a place that let – everybody in and wasn't so elitist or do you prefer no 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 that? because then it'll be like you'll have every person in here on your podcast <laughs> you don't want to have every person in here on your podcast which we've learned we uh made that mistake a, a little bit ago it's like oh yeah that one's not gonna air right um <laughs> just being truthful how about uh sexual favors to get into a club i've never personally partake in that because that causes problems. No, mm-hmm. not that you did it to get in the club. Did people do it? <laughs> I, I've, I've heard. I've heard of people actually going through with things like that. You yeah. know, young ladies want to get into certain spots. They got to go to the coat room, give head, wow. and then they're in with their friends. And you say problems arise from that. Is that from once again getting caught? I mean, that's something that. I well, would think most establishments <laughs> would look down upon well, their I, staff doing. You know, the, the the one thing I will say is that men will be men at times. Yes. And man law, if it's a free head job and all you have to do is let someone in, most men will be like, hey, yeah, I'll <laughs> take it. We can go right over here and do what we got to do. You ain't got to finish. Just the fact that it started. I don't mm. know. Yes, it's a wow. TV. Oh, really? Would, would, just, just like the touch is good enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I've okay. never, like I said, I. It's all about the money, you know. I can't take a sexual favor to the telephone company and say, "Hey, man, I got great head last night. Can I pay this bill, please? Thank you." Hi, um, this is Time War- Warner Wireless. Um, right. 
your bill is late. No, didn't you get that hand job I sent you? <laughs> I put it in the mail. Some girl named Becky. Your she, slogan, she, reach out and touch someone, is very misleading. Right. Mm -hmm. Or how about not uh, sexual favors to get in, but do you pick up a lot of ladies that way? Do, do uh, bouncers pick I up? Found, I found personally that that's a problem, too. Yeah? It's like someone coming to your job. You don't know yeah. if she's crazy. And I've had a lot of psychopaths in my life. Mm -hmm. See, the problem is, is that most women find larger men protection because most women don't want to be raped. Right. You know, and uh, I don't mean to sound like that, but it's just a fact. Protection. I mean, Protection. most I women. think that's a safe fact. <laughs> <laughs> what you do know. you mean you don't want to sound like that? Yes. No, no, no. You I know, think I, all women don't want to be right. You know, it's just, you know, certain things at, at these times, especially, you know, I'm kind of new to this whole mic talking thing. So. Mm -hmm. No, you're doing wonderful. No, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're I, being I, honest and real and great. That's that's what we want here. It's, it's, a, it's a funny dynamic when you have... Uh, you know, women coming on to you while you're working. You know, it, sure. it's just hilarious. It's like these guys are actually spending money. I'm winning because I'm paid to be here. Right. I can get anything I want out of this place, and then I'm going home. Right. Yeah. Or not. Or you got right behind you a bar filled with drunk women. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No drunk women. Don't like them. Leave yeah. them alone. Too Whoa. much drama. Let someone else pay for that. Well, all. you know, the whole thing is, is that, you know, when they wake up and come to, it's like, will they remember you? That's the question. You know, right. like some people cannot, can I be frank? Yeah. Okay. Some women might wake up and say, hey, there's a dick in my mouth and I don't appreciate this dick in my mouth. It has foreskin and I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to call the police and I'm going to get you arrested. Uh -huh. So, you know, to avoid situations like that, I just say, hey, maybe we should talk another time. Okay. Yeah. You've heard stories of, of, of stuff like that? Or, I mean, you see everything. When you're working clubs at the door and you're there all night, right? Yeah. Eight hours sometimes. Yeah. You know where the bodies are buried. You see the ugliness of everyone. And uh, there's a lot out there because when we drink, we don't think we're monsters. And I, I, I've drank with you guys and I think you guys are pretty good. But other people might View even us as ugly, and so and we're on a scale we're of one. Pretty to good drunks. Actually. We're pretty good. Pretty good. But we're still making mistakes yeah. and all that nonsense. So you can oh, only yeah. imagine when someone's <laughs> amped up to nine or ten. Well, you know, I I never hold anyone to their behavior while they're drinking. Never hold anyone. To you never hold behavior. a grudge on it. Never. Even when people, I'm sure, have said ignorant shit to you. I have had people punch me in the face, and the only thing that stopped me from ripping them to shreds was the fact that I knew that they were drunk. Wow. That's it. That's it. If they were sober. Now, if someone comes into a club now, clearly sober and is giving it, you the business. Is giving me the business. First, they're not going to get in. And if I have to say something to them, it's not going to be a conversation they're going to like. Hmm. You know, because I, I, if I talk with my hands, it's not, not fun. <laughs> you know, it's just not a fun thing. Who is the worst? What type of person walks up and you're like, oh, no. You know, it's, the, it's the, the person on vacation. Uh -huh. The the tourist that believes that New York City is a place where they can have endless fun and they don't have to be themselves and mm -hmm. polite and stuff like that. And they assume that I'm the guy there that's just paid minimum wage and, you know, and is a happy-go-lucky Negro or something like that, <laughs> you know. But I'm not really trying to feel none of that. You be polite to me, I'll be polite to you. The tourists I found are the worst. Uh-huh. They have a bit of entitlement, right? It's like, yeah. this is my vacation. 
Yeah. This yeah. is my time. Yeah. Yeah, it's everyone else's time too. Get the fuck back in the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah so know. what what tips do you have to people, you know, that let's say a guys that want to come out to your club that don't let's say have an extra 50 bucks to give you guys pockets so they could get in like what what do not you travel in packs. That is the worst mistake guys make. Really? You travel in a pack if it's a group of guys, you are going to get hit with the craziest stuff ever. Like what? You could get hit with a, I, I heard of a $50 bar tab minimum for each person to get in. Oh, wow. And that's bar tab? Even, bar tab, yeah. You have to start a $50 bar tab. Dance clubs in New York City. Not even a dance club. This wasn't even a dance this club. This is just like a bar, that. happening bar. It was a brunch. Wow. A brunch. Brunch. But Dan also works brunches well, too. and knows there, there's, That scene too, people don't, I, people don't realize that. There is a heavy brunch scene where they do need security during the day. Yeah. But wow. these are like baller brunches, yeah, but right? A, a yeah, pack yeah. of guys are going to brunch, they're probably gay. Right. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I mean, you know, this this particular one is is very, very lively. It's pretty much new. It's not really, it hasn't hit the big radar yet. Yeah. And, you know, it's a couple of booger wolves getting in here and there, but, you know, we can't do nothing about that. You know, they got to eat, too. So <laughs> my friend, on, my roommate on Saturday night goes with a bunch of guys. They said 300 bucks to get in. And they're like, what? It's like, OK, 20 bucks a person. And they finally did that. But they yeah. off the bed like uh, 300 quick. They want to yeah. see if you have it. and You're willing yeah. to do it. And you're gullible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like the people I work with, they don't if they say a price. That's what that's, it. that's it. what it is. That's what it is. It's bond. It's that's it. Done. Wow. Now, what what would uh, count as a as a pack? Three dudes. A pack would if, definitely. If Benji, Jonathan, and I go to the club tonight, are we considered a pack? Are we okay. gonna get fucked? I'll tell you. <laughs> We're what. not getting it. <laughs> if you three gentlemen walked up and I'm working the door, yes, I will look at the way you're dressed. Okay. If you look like, how we you are, know, like how we know. are right now, just our t-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, that it'll be some money involved. There'll be a lot. Of, it'll, it'll definitely be some money. Involved. But you, you, you know how I dress generally on the weekend for gigs, button ups and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, button ups is cool. You know, the more casual you are, more casual formal you are. I don't know if they coordinate phrase, but yeah, the more casual formal you are, the the better off you'll be. If you have um, button ups and shoes, you know, nice watch. Can nice glasses. Where do jeans stand in getting clubs? Jeans stand fine as long as they don't have holes in them. Holes. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. Pet mm. peeve of you or yeah. the general business? Of me. Yeah. Of you. Yeah. I don't care how much you pay for a pair of jeans. If you have holes in them, I don't want to see them in my spot. And, and what is it about that? And people don't know, uh, I've had some great talks with Dan um, off mic. Huge into style, this dude. Guy is obsessed with style and holds people to a standard of it. And what is it that people are pretending to be poor? Is there? It's not even. It's not. It's, it's this whole preconceived notion that uh, if a person's name is on a pair of jeans, no matter what condition they are, they're still feasible and wearable. That's not. That's inappropriate. You know, if you're gonna wear ripped up jeans, work in them. Yeah. Don't don't go out to an establishment. You know, and I don't understand half the women out here too. Like, what how are they can doing? You, how can you allow a dude that looks like a bum? I think they're bummy. You know, to take them out to wine take and dine them, wearing wine and dine them, and this woman is dressed to the tee with heels and you know ripped up jeans. Does that make you think lesser of the woman? Like her value in your eyes is going down? 
Oh well, yeah, definitely. Without a question. Definitely, definitely. I, I'm I, I'm a person. My my name is Daniel. I'm here to judge. That's <laughs> what I do. You know, and I, especially when it comes down to ladies. I'm I'm personally I'm 43 and I have no children. No children. No children. And that's. That's I mean, an amazing know. thing for a black man to have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, but I thought it'd come across racist. <laughs> no, no, I, I said it for you. I, 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 I'll help you out on that one. He gets the assist on that. Yeah. And, but, and in that, are you saying that's because you're incredibly picky? I, I'm, and, and hold I've been to told a that. I've been told that. So. Or just you've been bouncing a lot of vaginas too. You're like, no, this one's not good. Well, you know, I mean, personally, I've, I've done a lot of damage in this world. But I've done the damage without any repercussions on anybody. You know, definitely. <laughs> I knocked on wood, babies. I don't know if you guys uh, caught on to that. Yeah, Who's okay. there? Yeah. So damage done. It's a it's a it's a conundrum right there. You know, how do you get through life without causing problems for people? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I think about all the time. I never fade out of business mode when I'm working, but while I'm playing. All bets are off. Do you ever mm-hmm. feel bad for not being able for not letting somebody in? No, no, I let people in. You could come in. I know, but there must be people that you don't let in. And do you ever feel like bad about it after? Like, oh, no, I never. Wish I let that person never. in. Maybe that really never, night. never. You come up, you come up to me. You act like a gentleman, ripped up jeans and all. You act like a gentleman. I'll give you a shot. What about ugly girl mm-hmm. in ripped up jeans? Ugly girl in ripped up jeans. She has a nice body. <laughs> and other, other gentlemen like it. it. Disproportionate Great. titties. No. <laughs> Not in his club. Not even the Stevie Wonder nipples. How dare you even <laughs> insinuate such a thing, Jonathan, that that would be allowed at my dude's club. Uh. I kind of think that probably the way you look at it when you do deny someone is the way that a hitman looks at their job. It's yeah. like, if I'm at your door, chances are you've done something for me to be here, <laughs> which I'm stealing straight up from gross point blank. But I think it's a valid perspective. It's like, if I said you couldn't get in, there's something about you that wasn't meant to be in here or the way you acted that we don't need you here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And if you let in riff raff and problems ensue, it ends up being your head, correct? That's right. If you ever try to break up a fight against two women, it is not easy. Right. That's got to be hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, do you put a cold towel on the back of their neck? I, I heard that's a good Sir, that is go. the best thing you could possibly Bam. do. Really? The ice pack to the back of the neck calms down everything. Jeez. But how readily how readily is an ice pack? Now I'm going to well, have it, one on me. Now, just for that. Just for, <laughs> in this podcast, we might have to cool some fucking people down sometimes. Believe it or not, you know, when, when I start my nights at certain spots... I tell them to put a towel in ice and keep it in the freezer. Wow. If I got to go over there and get it, boom. Or if, if it's that bad a spot, I'll have the crushable ice packs. Uh-huh. Wow. Carry them on. Punch it. Yeah. I like to give a shout out to my sister. You know, she works. She's a respiratory therapist. I get all my medical supplies from her. Oh. Wow. So Love she you. hooks you up with that for the club. Yes, sir. I have gloves. I believe it. I, I'm. Uh, I, I have a whole medical kit. He is so professional, but see, this is what I find fascinating. There is so much method to this job, and you're meticulous. 
are most in your ilk like you? Are the are you the exception or the rule? Well, the ones that have been doing it for a long time, definitely. Definitely. You have to be careful. Have to be. You have to have some sort of discipline when it comes down to this job. Because the job can eat you. Certainly. You know, you could believe that you're a false god. You know, like you are the man. Like Jonathan was alluding to. Yeah, you can't you can't be that way. You can't be that way. I find mm. this so fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, because I think everyone just thinks, just big dude at the door, get the fuck out of here. You get in here, that's it. Yeah, nah, nah. You're getting medical supplies from your sister. Right. So you can handle shit. Yeah, yeah, gotta, gotta keep it. Now, when you're breaking up women and you don't have an ice pack, all right, let me just say, is it, are you, how worried are you when you're handling them about, well, in hurting com- these women in combat. Yes. In combat. Anyone, anyone that poses a threat to me, I will handle it in a responsible manner. No matter what. You never no lose your what. cool when something happens. Can't get mad. Can't get mad. Can't take it personal. You know, a rib pinch, like pulling someone's rib. Yes. Yeah, that that's a, a beautiful thing, too. You'll do that, and that's how you stop people yeah, a lot of times. Stop a lot of people. And I'm not afraid to grab nuts either. Wow. You know, if I got to grab your balls, you, you got a problem. Yeah, no, if, yeah. It gets to the, if it gets to that point. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Got two problems. Well, you got to win the Sometimes, why win the battle? Let's just end the war. Yeah. Right. A move yeah. like that. I've discussed this before. I'm not like a great fighter or anything, but I've been in some tussles and I've avoided tussles of late. Uh, just grabbing someone by the throat, even though most people who can really fight can break out of that. If you just grab someone, they can't, their mind doesn't process what's going on and right. they back down quick. Yeah, you can grab the throat, but I, I like I like better, better shots, like pinching someone's nose. You it's pinch a nose. Pinch a nose. Pinch the shit out of someone's nose. So wait a minute. Just grab their face and pinch it. So how's this come out? Someone's like yelling at you, motherfucker, I belong, beep, 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 and you just go, the nose. The nose. <laughs> got your nose. <laughs> I got your nose. Like a crazy uncle. <laughs> yep. The nose, the ear, you know. That's like some Spock shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the point and just the collapse. <laughs> actually, actually, if you do hit someone in the neck, depending on the area, that you hit them at, you know, it can either cause paralysis or death. So I don't With like the going nerve. For, yeah, I don't like going for the necks. Mm. If you actually wanted to do the Vulcan death. pinch, neck grip, could you honestly? Do you think there's possible shades of truth? Scientifically yes. speaking, break it down. It can happen. It could happen. It can happen. Let's do it right now with one of us. <laughs> Let's draw straws to see which one of us gets Vulcan. Uh, neck Death pinch, <laughs> but you got to remember. And, and but my dude Dan, when people are moving, it, your your circumstances, your actual chances of actually pulling that off is very hard. Your accuracy. Yeah, it's hard because you have to hit a certain spot. Yeah, mm. it's hard to tell people to just stand still. I'm about to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. Sir, just calm down. I'm about right. to put you don't in move. a Star Trek yeah. three move. And most of the times, what people don't realize is that in in fighting situations, you have to. You have to respond instantly. So as soon as you feel a threat, don't stand there and talk about what you do, what you know. Attack. Period. Are you saying that on both sides and just in general? Are you, any kind of fight? Are you saying at the door, doormen sometimes and wait any, and don't? Any situation that you have to deal with a combat, combat, physical combat, you have to attack. There's no time to talk. 
no time to talk because you don't know what the person has. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know when they're going to stop. You know, you don't know what they're on. You know, if somebody's on drugs, cocaine, PCP, marijuana, you could just offer them a sandwich and <laughs> they'll relax, you know. They're usually not yeah, bugging out. They're not bugging out. They're not bugging out. So but, do you have any, like, training for, like, you know, fighting with people? Or is this something that just, like, you Well, like un- unfortunately, due to my size, I was the uh, dummy for my cousin. Uh, I had another cousin who studied gold Jew. Now, what is good? Goju is like a. That's what the Palestinians do, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's more of a. Goju. Go no, it sounds positive. Goju, come here. Go no, Jew, it's Goju. Go. Get out of here. Oh, God. Hold on. I, of course, look at the positive side. Right. <laughs> I want to be on this podcast again. I don't yes. want the Jewish people to line up and say that I said something. Well, you have two and a half here, so we're all, we're all good with you. You're all good. But um, uh, Jews don't line up unless there's a white fish. Oh, <laughs> wow. How dare you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) On sale. (laughs) But um, I had my my cousin had me in class when I was seven, and I was real tall, so he would show all the moves on me. Hmm. But what people don't realize is that when you are the dummy of the class, you learn the fastest because you learn everything Mm -hmm. quick. Okay, so you learned from being picked on, kind of. I, well, it's not really picked being on. Being exposed to I it. Was, I was exposed to it, okay. you know. And then, of course, academic readings and training and different things. I've never obtained a belt. Mm. No technically, you don't have don't officially have a, belt. a belt. No anything. belt. No belt. Because then I'll have to register. Mm. Is it better not to register? Do you feel more like a well, like a Seagal? Right. Like, a, like, like you're, I'm running rogue, I, man. I wish. I wish. Uh, Master Seagal, Sensei Seagal, he's incredible. You love Seagal. We were talking he's about incredible. Seagal the other day. Really? He's incredible. He's he's incredible. Where does he rank all time martial arts? Do you put him ahead of Bruce? Nobody's ahead of Bruce. There you go, baby. Because, uh, because what he did, he actually created a style and then told told everyone that the style was flawed. And mm. came out with another one. Like, who does that? And like, there was no style. It was no style. Like, who who does that? You know, that's incredible. But Sensei Seagal, he's a uh, man. He's wow. I mean, just the stuff that he does and the effort that he puts into it is incredible. <laughs> Isn't it nice to hear yeah, something positive, positive about Steven Seagal? It's been about twenty years. I know. Mostly about him running, but it's right. another thing. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the worst you ever did to someone? I, I actually I actually quit for a while after it. I had a woman. It was a Halloween party at a club on Twenty First Street, and this was I want to say it was ninety. Say it was like ninety six, ninety seven, around that time, and uh, this young lady comes up to me drunk and says, "I want to get into the VIP section," and I said, "Ma'am, there's a bar right over there," and she says, she touches my face, and I, I shook it off because normally, touching of the face is a no no. Right, I, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. So, she goes to the bar. She starts. Complaining with another young lady, and a dude walks up to me and says, "Hey, man, what you do to her?" I said, "Nothing. You know, I'm I'm good. I I don't know what happened." She comes back, and this was the first and only time. She looks at me. She says, "Hey, 
I, I had a drink, and she throws it in my face. Uh-oh. I sort of blacked out because it never happened to me before, you know. Jeez. And A drink in the face, being disrespected that bad, I in never, public. In public by a drunk woman. So what I was told was that I picked her up by her neck and had her in one hand and then put my fist in the middle of her back and pushed all the air out of her body and then proceeded to drag her down the stairs. And one of my, one of my coworkers, guy named Big JR, Big JR, I don't know if you're out there, <laughs> but uh, he touched this me. This is a shout out episode yeah. and I like it. <laughs> he touched me and when he touched me, you know, I knew it wasn't somebody trying to stop me or hurt me. It was just somebody trying to bring me back to my senses. Because when I get when I get to a certain level of anger, that's no reasoning. I'm attacking anyone that touches me. Yes. And I let her go. And I you know, I, I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Like now I'm thinking, ah oh, man, I'm gonna get locked up. These people are gonna find all this bull crap out. And she went ahead and uh was turned on by the whole experience. She was turned, so what, she was aroused? Joker. She was sexually, nipples was hard, breath was low. She wow. gave me, I, I know the looks. I know the looks. <laughs> and she was calm and it was so scary. Wow. This is, and then, yeah. So oh, you, no, 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 go ahead. Right? Nothing happened after. Um, We've well, been married 12 years. Right, we met exactly. our daughter, Jade. Uh, did you hook up? Oh, no, did you quit? No, did you... no, no, no. That's a psychopath right there. That's a psychopath. A freak. You know, I, I took her to the edge of death. I bet she's a decent lay, though. I have to I be quite about to say. <laughs> she is <laughs> definitely not a star for some shit. <laughs> oh, Malrona me. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. But nothing came of it, luckily. And, you know, I just stopped bouncing after that because I thought something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never let myself get out of that 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 much anger, but that drink in the face just I don't know. Interesting that that's what it was, yeah. Do you think this girl is such a freak that she goes out to clubs purposely to act like a bukyak to get choked out by men I so she can live a fantasy? You know, I, I would say I would agree with that theory. Oh my god. I would agree with it. Because because of the way it happened, you know, it's like you cannot not notice me. I'm 6'5", you know, I'm like 350, you know. It looks like I'm sloppy, but I'm not. And back then I was even better because then I was I was still playing football and I was kind of real, real flexible. Mm-hmm. So the whole situation, the way it came up, it was just seem, it seemed like it was a joke at first. I was like, come on, man, somebody sent the over here to mess with me. Right. Nobody messes with me. I'm good. I don't mess with nobody. Nobody messes with me. But yeah, she she scared me. She really did. It was more um, you scaring yourself at that point. No, you blacking out. She scared me because she brought something out of me that that hasn't been out in a, a while. Well, see, in that what's fascinating about this, like, you're a very calm dude, like right. You're very yeah. at peace, and yet when time to go, you get going. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta snap it. You gotta snap it. You gotta hey, snap it. And have you always been this calm? Is this something you've worked on over the years? No. Well, you know, my my father, he was a longshoreman, and he passed when I was around seven, eight. And he uh he told me um it's real easy to be mean, hard to be nice. It is hard to be nice. 
That, that's great advice. That yeah. is true. It's like Springsteen said, it's very hard to be a saint in the city. Mm. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd get a be- better reaction for Springsteen. Mm. <laughs> no one gives a shit. They're all his dad. They're all Billy Joel people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I fucked save up. Save it for I'm the sorry. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Damn what? it. That episode's not for a while. <laughs> you got you to gotta wait like 12, 13 years after the fact, and you you get appreciation for that. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> That's what I want. Um, we had to start wrapping up. Um, let me ask you this. Any, if you're willing to talk about any big celebrity stories that you're open about that you don't mind sharing, bouncing? Well, since my mother called me about Jay-Z. Oh, it is in the news. It, yeah. it is in the news, you know, and I really don't care about it. Okay. But I did a, a gig where I was a, it was kind of a weird situation. It was, uh, he has his own private security. Sure. You know, and those guys are great. Those are real good guys. Are they like the LeBron James of security? <laughs> No. Or the Jay-Z of security? <laughs> no. they're, they're the person that you don't even see. Uh-huh. They're like ninjas? They're, they're worse than ninjas. Are they like Night's Watchmen? <laughs> Game of Thrones references, baby! <laughs> Jon Snow up in this. No, they're, they're, they're the White Walkers. Everybody's oh, the White like, Walkers! Oh, which is going to be my fantasy football team name. White Walkers. Uh-huh. Woo! They're, they're for, everybody's White afraid Welkers. of them. Ooh, the White Welkers, which is ironic. Except for Beyonce's yeah. sister, I guess. I, you know, I, I, I just. Do we I know have, what happened there? I have no idea. I have no idea. All I know is, is that that happened. You know, it, it's it's retarded, but you know, it is what it is. So, let's get back to your Jay Z story. So I'm. I had to escort him into an elevator and take him up to a studio where he was filming. A certain commercial. Okay. He did not want to touch the product. At all. At all. And they just gave him five, no, 20 million to do it. Hmm. 20 million to, to do this commercial for product. He did not product. want to touch it. And you have to actually hold the product to convince people to buy the product that he doesn't want to. Yeah. Now, what was his, his theory on that? I just ain't doing it? Well... It's Tuesday. I don't touch product on Tuesday. Some you know, shit like that. When you when you when you're around certain people, certain celebrities, and you're actually around them, they don't really talk too much. Hmm. And the first words that I actually heard him say, without some chant behind it, was <laughs> "It stinks." Mm-hmm. And that was the first words that I heard him say. So well, he took the money, did not really have any experience with the product, and now he's learning it. that it's garbage. No, no. It is a no, no. It's, 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 a, it's a hot product. It's a hot product, but hot it's, product. It, it stinks in his mind. It, it, no, no. This was about the elevated condition. Oh, oh. okay. Holy elevated. shit. I thought this was like a cologne or something. No, 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 like no, no, no. I thought it was a cereal. I thought he was trying to sell Crave <laughs> cereal. No, no, no. We, we, still, we still don't want to expose. No. But he's definitely someone that I wouldn't be around. What's the mm. chit chat like when you do work with celebrities? Is there a code that you're supposed to, not supposed to? Don't talk. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Don't look. For some reason, apparently, people get offended if you look at them. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm gonna start wearing a total a bag over my head <laughs> during the pug. That'd be hilarious. If I bring on guests and they like know me personally, and then yeah, all the of a sudden I just put a bag and t- start <laughs> talking randomly to the three of you. Be straight and no. That happens a lot. Like when I was doing warm up, I never really talked to Regis. We made eye contact like twice. He gave me like a thumbs up once and a fist in the air. And 
I stayed away from most of that cast, even at the cast party, at the rap party. I, I only went up to like the two or three who have reached out to me to be cool. I just, you just hear so many stories it, to leave them alone. It's so shameful. unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people that, like can't be human because it's shameful. they're on television it's shameful. or something. And that they change because of it. It's shameful. Well, I mean, with every level of celebrity that you get, you have to insulate yourself even more. So it's like, it's easy for someone to say, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't quite get it." But if you go anywhere you go, there's a camera flashing. Right. There's somebody trying to get something from you. There's somebody that wants something. There's old friends, family members. There's women. There's men. There's designers. There's, I mean, there's bloodsuckers coming after you out of the field. Yeah, all right. Certain things right. I can understand. Yeah, it must be hard. It's exhausting. Like everybody's looking for you for just some recognition, you know? Like you nod your head at them like, oh, Jay-Z nodded his head at me. You know, it feels good. Yeah. Everybody wants to make eye contact. You think they have a moment. The, probably, the guy just wants to be like left alone. Like just leave me right. to my own thoughts in my it. head. I don't need to be like giving you like some self-esteem or whatever. And that, that's what happens a lot, even at the, the comedy club. Yeah. You know, a lot of the comedians I have conversations with, but – I know when it's time for them to, to get their head together and be quiet and all that, and I'm I'll sit and mind my business, have really nothing to discuss, just trying to entertain them with small conversation. You never know. Something I might say might strike a chord with them, and they'll change their philosophy on life. Who knows? Are you looking to do that? I know one of the things a, uh, James was Oh, it's a good job. <laughs> he's a du- deep dude, man. L- We've had- a lot of religious study. And- yeah, yeah. Are you religious right now? Uh, I believe in God, period. Okay. But I don't believe in religion. In religion? No. No, not at all. Not at all. And he's read every book. The other, oh, not at all. The other day, I'm like, Definitely. what about Dianetics? Yep. Yep. Actually went to L. Ron Hubbard Way. Really? Yeah, tried to crash a party at his house. <laughs> Didn't True know the story. dancer? But oh. he had to bounce himself <laughs> out of the party. No, those dudes were scary. Yeah. Have no, to be. Sure. Yeah. yeah, those dudes were scary. I'm talking about the, the security outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were... They, as soon as we pulled up, they saw the lights. Turn that around. What do you mean they see the lights? They, see, they saw the lights of the car and knew it wasn't a, a current model and turned us around. Wow. Quick. And they were professional. I give them credit. Wow. Like they had they had machine guns out and all machine that. Guns machine guns for a Scientology party. Well, I mean, you got to consider those, those guys, I, I really don't know their culture. But those guys, they do have a lot of, when they party, they do party. Mm-hmm. And they're they're free with their party. Like there was guests outside. So it was a lot of people exposed. They didn't know whether we were paparazzi right. or anything like that. And, you know, I, I give them credit because they were polite about it. Even though it was a gun pull, they were they were polite mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> it was the nicest gun pull ever. Excuse yeah, me, yeah. sir. Um, you the do way not they waved here. it in my face. Please yeah, take yeah. a complimentary quiche on the way out. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a tip involved in that. Can I ask you what makes you believe in God? What makes me believe in God is just not a repetitive belief in God. Like, I believe that there are certain things that just happen, and it's not luck. It has to be something bigger, mm-hmm. you know. And also, my belief in God comes from my non-belief in a thing to reach him like a messiah or a mm-hmm. son or anything like that. So, you know, I'm I'm not a God believer because I grew up basically Catholic. 
you know, and luckily I was out of church in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends had to stay for like two, three hours, you know. And oh, so you got out before they had a chance I, to molest way, you. Way, way out, way out. Yeah. No, no. I, you I snuck didn't that even, one in. It was fucking perfect. <laughs> I didn't even go to confession. Like, that. you know, I would not be alone with any man in the church at uh-huh. all. But, you know, it, it just became a, a thing where, you know, I claimed atheist, but I couldn't really swallow it, you know. Like, I don't have nothing against anybody who say they're atheists. I, I, you know, my belief is my belief because right. when I close my eyes, my world shuts down. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just my belief. Like, right there, God, boom, that's it. Are you looking? You, you said there's no way to connect to him or no. Not there's no way to connect to him, but there's no, like, Messiah or son. But yet you seem to be investigating a lot, reading all these religious texts. Well, right? that's that's just my nature. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm I'm not the person to sit and just accept something because that somebody told me. Right. You know, yeah, I got to I got to investigate myself. And then when it comes down to the to that subject. The the zealots get extra emotional about a conversation that should be joyful. Mm-hmm. Like if you're celebrating God, then you should just celebrate God. It shouldn't be anything else. Like, why should I have to hear 20 bad things that he can do to me or she or whoever? Right. You know, I have to believe that God's created in my image. Have mm. to. You know, have to. You think that that's sensible? Yeah. That's truthful. That's truthful. Wow. That's truthful. Natural protection. <laughs> Natural protection. That's right. it. You know. So of all the religions that you've studied uh, and that you've read about, which one do you think has the most to offer people? Whatever you connect to. Whatever you connect to. You don't think logically there's one more so than the other that is no, for everybody more so than the others? If, if it has more than three faults, three is my favorite number. If the, if it has it's a more, magic number. Schoolhouse rocks. If it has more than three faults to it, then it also has three positives. So whatever makes you get through the day and you become a better person to treat your fellow man as an equal, great. I'm all for it. As long as you don't have to kill nobody, kill no babies or, you know. Not so, babies. you know, it, it's, it's... What if it was okay things. for babies with no one else? Right. Uh, babies, they could go. Because you got, you got people like... Uh, you Give know, a sacrifice. We had the conversation about uh, Bill Maher, you know, when Bill Maher did Religious. Mm-hmm. Documentary and he attacked the truckers, you know, and these guys were hardcore drug addicts and you know all that, and they turn their life around, and he's laughing at them. Right. It's like doesn't matter whether you could prove there's no God or not, but this person invested themselves and changed themselves and picked themselves up. That should be more inspirational than anything. Well, I look at it, whatever gets you through the night, and it doesn't affect me. Then who gives a shit? Like. Like if it, a know, lot of addicts in that find God and that keeps them from touching the drug, there's no shame in that. As long as they don't become lunatics and bomb abortion clinics and do right. stuff like that, then who cares? But what you're saying is uh, ignorance is bliss. And if that's yeah. what keeps them so going. Maybe, well, so maybe they do pass no, no, away. No, that could be a very legitimate. Maybe they pass away and there is no pearly gate. And they just become nothing. Well, but what did they really lose? But it gave them purpose while they were here and helped them, I don't know if enjoy the ride is the right terms. Maybe they enjoyed it better when they were doing blow all the time. But uh, accept the ride for what it is more. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and get the most out of it. But I, I don't think that that most uh, people that are you know religious you know turn to it because let's say they have a problem with drugs or alcohol or something and that they you know they switch it up and they find you know solace in this other thing. I think most people kind of do the opposite, right? Where they take on religion and then they want to like put it on other people. Which oh, you I can't hate. be gay. You can't do this. You can't have an abortion. You know. It's not so. This is what I need to get through my day. It's this. This is how you should be living your life. Yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely a, a question of ideology, and the ideology is they're an addicted type person. They're addicted to correcting people's lives as opposed to correcting their own, and that's what most of the cases are. Like somebody who's a heavy drug addict will turn and become a heavy religious right. person. You know, it's their addiction, their need to fill Replacing one with the other. Right, right. You know, some people go into sex, some people go into rock and roll, some people dive into computer work. You know, it, it, it's a, a whole myriad of things that can happen. So, so some people can turn to religion and become addicted to that and turn their life around, but is re- the real thing they should be focusing on is their addictive personality, maybe, and to try to become self-aware to not... You know, just go head first into whatever that for what's in front of your face. Well, a lot of the times people are not willing to accept that they're addicted to things. You know, like, you know, I I, I even went through a bout where I thought I was addicted to sex. Mm -hmm. You thought you were. I thought I was. And you found out you were not. I I took a year off. A whole year. No banging for a year. No banging. Which sometimes, wow. guys, we take a year off and it isn't our choosing. Let's be quite honest about yeah, that. People yeah. I've had that, you, unfortunately. Took the year off for you. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't realize I had that, that problem. Thank you, ladies in the world. Thank you for cutting me the fuck off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all happen and have boyfriends at the end of the night. Right. Sorry, I have a boyfriend. Then what the fuck were we doing for four hours? Oh, uh, man. I, I've, I've had the, the situation where the lady told me she had a gentleman at home and i wind up screwing her in her house with her man sleeping in the bed in the living room yes yes sir yes sir wow it was was a real thing i think charlie sheen would say you're winning in that situation no no that's that's a that's a situation that can can go can go very bad bad. real bad but boy that heart was fucking pumping that time huh the little danger element? Yeah. Oh, I love the danger the element. Adrenaline yeah, rush. yeah, it was it was definitely an adrenaline rush, but it was a, a youthful mistake. Mm-hmm. Youthful mistake. And it made me question, like, am I really going out for sex or am I here for the rush? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Believe me, my friend, I've had that happen, and we will tell more of that yeah. eventually. Um, we have to wrap this up. Uh, this has been a great episode. Dan, thank you so much. Uh, anything closing you want to say, either about... We kind of morphed into religion. I think we'll bring you back for another. We'll have a big yeah. religion showdown yeah, here. Yeah, I we think. definitely. We, yeah, we definitely. Um, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to speak, brother. You you're know. beautiful, man. This was great. Great stuff. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. That was yeah. anything you want to plug. <laughs> um, life, live it, love it, enjoy it. It's the best plug we've ever had. Wow, that's great. Thank you. Uh, right Benj, that point, does that put pressure on you? Now? Right after that, I'm like the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy and live your life also, okay? Should we just do that? Is That's that the stance we're doing? What do we need? What are we doing? I'm just joking. <laughs> now back to business. Thanks for um, listening. Every- <laughs> Stand up to Labs. Great stuff. Keep listening. Spread the love. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Amen. Jonathan, be, be nice to one another. <laughs>
and be nice to me by following me on Twitter at Jonathan Randall. Outstanding. Uh, James L. Mattern at Mad Dog Mattern on uh, Twitter, Facebook, James Mad Dog Mattern for like another month, baby. So get your, your fix of that Mad Dog on, on the webs for a minute. Um, keep supporting this podcast. Send messages. Uh, send us potential guests. If it's you, baby, tell me what's wonderful. Come on. Come come be a part of this, man. Open up like the rest of us. Mad love to catch a toy running the board. My boy, man. Love him to death. Super Tramp. Woo, woo. Minnesota John Fatigate. Holla back, youngin. Whoop, whoop. Donnie gave the whole step here. Cousin Nick with artwork. My main man, Timothy. TJ Fogarty Styles. That's a lot of names, baby, but he's got a lot of talent writing the theme music. Mm -hmm. Mad love to everybody. Keep being who you is. Spread love. We'll see you soon, man, or hear you soon. You won't. We won't hear you, to be honest, unless you're right. And I'll be like a figurative <laughs> here. Show up, but right. just, just do the shit. Find uh, where I'm playing. Come see the shows. Since I do this for Stand Up New York, you should mostly come to the gigs at Stand Up New York. <laughs> I mean, road gigs, that's fine. But all right, until uh, next time, remember, baby, you're all worth a million in prizes. Good night.